Morning, everyone. <laughs> you know, when I uh, was asked to uh, reflect on what community means, one of the first things I always do when I'm given a topic is like, what does community actually mean? Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to the dictionary <laughs> and look it up. And one of the interesting things I learned is that it means, in addition to meaning something in common, it comes from the Latin word communitas, it also means public spirit. Did you know that? I didn't know that public spirit and having something shared in common, which is interesting. And of course, you know, being here among you, of course, it's easy to feel as if I am in community, right? I am with people here who are of like mind and like heart. We all share a common purpose and a common goal, which is our own consciousness, expanding our own consciousness so that we may bring that in loving service into the world. It feels good to do that as a community. It's very gratifying when we are with people who, with whom we share an emotional and a spiritual connection. At the same time, though, as welcoming and as inclusive as I know this community to be, we as individuals are also part of a much larger community. And that community is the human community, the human family that we are all connected to as well, spiritually and emotionally as well. You know, I think one of the, great, the greatest untruths that have ever that has ever been told and propagated is this idea that we are somehow separate from one another that is the greatest untruth that we are not connected to anyone in this world outside of ourselves and our immediate circle that our life is all about what it is that we can do for ourselves it's what about what i can do for my own small tribe that somehow this notion that um, me standing here in front of you, that I am somehow separate from any man, woman, or child who is, say, in Siberia, who is in Mexico, who is in Australia. This great untruth of our separation rather than our connection is what has led to a great deal of suffering and many atrocities that have been committed in the name of us being not connected and not separate and not one as a human family. Not only are we not connected to each other as one human family, this great untruth continues, we are also not connected to anything greater than ourselves. We're not connected to anything beyond what our physical senses can identify and, um, and show us. There is no such thing as magic. There is no such thing as miracles. There's no loving purpose for our existence here on earth. It's a very mechanistic view of the world, if you will, that, you know, the world, the universe, we, this earth, we're just all moving pieces. We're just parts and pieces that we are here to, to try and identify, to explain, to control, to manage at our convenience so that we can manipulate it as we want. There is no wholeness. There is no mystery. There is no magic. And this is another one of those ideas that has kept us separate. So this idea that not only are we separate from one another, we are separate from anything that is loving, that is guiding us in this life experience, is what has led 
to many of the poor decisions. It's this idea, this belief this in this untruth that has been the source, in my opinion, of all of the poor decisions that we make as individuals and as a collective. Because obviously, if we believe we're connected to each other, we make choices that are very different than if we believe we are completely separate from one another. And so the journey for me, not only as an individual, but I feel as a humanity, the journey is to transform that belief in this untruth that we are separate, to move that from that belief from separation into connection, into community. That's the ultimate journey. And as wonderful as it is, as I said, as gratifying as it is to feel that we are among people here of like mind and like heart and we share this wonderful space together, I really do believe we are here to expand what it means to be in community. And for me, that means expanding it to include all of those, especially whose ideas and whose perceptions and whose actions we do not agree with. It's easy to be with people you all agree with. It's easy to be with people who think like you. And it's easy to say, we are a a wonderful community, and you are. But that love and who you are as a community, the definition of community, I feel, needs to be expansive so that it includes all of those who have not found their way into the place where we are right now. And how do we do that? How do we... Bring, how do we bring that expansive view of others to be part of our community? And I, I believe that it's, it has to do with having courage, having the courage to look beyond what we see as that physical person doing that physical thing, that action that we don't like, and what it is that they think, looking beyond that at truly what it is that makes us a human family. What is it that connects us? And we've been talking about it, of course, throughout this entire service. It is spirit that connects us. That is what we all have in common. We are all brothers and sisters of the spirit. We are here as spiritual beings having a human and physical journey, having this experience for a very limited time. The essential stuff what it is that animates, the life that animates me is also the same stuff that animates this person with whom I don't agree. This is where we're connected. And to me, it also means coming to understand that this individual, I may not agree with what they're doing or what they're saying by coming to an understanding and an appreciation that that same spirit that resides in them resides in me and that they are doing the best that they can from the level of consciousness that they are at. It's easy for me to sit in judgment and say, I'm so much more evolved. You know, I've done the spiritual work and I'm just so, I'm so enlightened. And so, you know, those poor things, no. No, (laughs) you know, that is for me um, the essence of what it means to be in community. And you know what? Every parent knows this. Every parent knows. You have a child who does things that, you know, are either harming them or are not in their best interests. What do you do with that child? Do you kick them out of the family or the community? Do you exclude them from their 
tribe and their community? Do you do that? Or do you, with great patience and love, try to show them another way, another way that better serves them, all the while still seeing them as that perfect, innocent being of pure joy and pure light? The actions of that child may change, but the essence of who they are does not change. And so when you, I think when you begin to look at who we are in that way, it becomes a little bit um, maybe easier to understand that we are just all on, in this process. We're all in this journey of trying to grow in consciousness. This is what we're trying to do, grow and expand to such an extent in our loving presence that we are then able to make decisions that are inclusive, that bring all, that serve the all, that serve this idea of unity rather than separation. This is, for me, what it means to be on this, on this journey. Um, and this thought came to me when I was reflecting on this idea of community that um, I'm not sure that you actually have to be physically together to be in community. I think community can begin in the heart. It can begin as a feeling, a very deep feeling and a deep love and a deep compassion and understanding for those of our brothers and sisters who have lost their way, who are suffering who simply don't know another way and perhaps are seeking a way out, but they don't know. So to me, perhaps community can be defined as an expansion of the heart, an expansion of the love and the compassion that we feel in our hearts to such an extent that it includes all and it excludes no one. And unity is very good for that. The principles of unity, this community especially, is especially powerful for doing that. And of course, to get to that feeling of expansion and grand love, you don't doesn't require anybody outside of you. That is the inner work. That is the inner journey. To do the inner work of healing, of transforming, to do the work of forgiveness, to do all that is needed within you, using all so many tools that we've talked about here today, to use those tools to transform those beliefs um, that keep you separate from one another into those that keep you, bring you into oneness with others and especially with the divine. I want to tell you a story that uh, happened not too long ago that reinforces this whole idea that there is no such thing as someone separate from you and your experience. I was at an event um, and many people there that, that I knew and I found myself having conversations with people. First, it started with one person, and this person just was speaking, but the whole time they were complaining. There was, always, there was just the drama that was going on in their life, and oh my God, and this person, and this was happening, the, dr the drastic things that are happening here. And, and I thought, okay, well, I know this person, and so it's okay, I'll let them talk. And so I was listening, and they didn't just speak for like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It was like a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, to the point where I, 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 there was nothing for me to say. They just needed to get those words out. And my personal practice, which I do, try to do, is to not be in judgment. When someone is speaking to me, I ask. I actually say the words in my mind over and over again. I say the words, thank you. I say the words, thank you, to the divine. Why? I'm asking the divine to keep my emotions and my judgments in check so that I may be fully present 
in this moment to this person who is speaking to me so that whatever words, if any words, need to come out, they are words that are coming from a place of loving service, words that will serve them, not what I think should be said to make them feel better. So as this first individual was speaking to me, and they went on for a while, I just kept on being, saying those words, the thank you, and standing in non-judgment. And actually, I didn't say anything to this person. (laughs) They just needed to get it out. But then the curious thing was, the next conversation was of a similar nature. Within the space of a few hours, I had had like four people coming to me with this intense... um, this intense drama, these intense emotions, this negativity, all speaking. And some of them, I, this is not an exaggeration, I was just sitting on the couch and they were speaking for about 20 minutes. And I didn't, there was no room for me to say a word. And when I tried to say, it was completely shut down. It's like, wow, okay. So when something like that happens, I'm also very aware. Something is going on here because this is not the, t- these are not the typical conversations that I have with people. Um, And so I was doing the work as they were speaking to me, but when I got home and I was speaking to Alberto um, about what was happening, although in the moment with these people, I was pretty good at not being in judgment and being centered. When I was speaking to him, telling him all about it, I was just all over. You should have seen how they were. (laughs) And you know what? I I started to psychoanalyze them. It's because, you know, they're insecure. (laughs) They feel that they're not being heard, that uh, their opinions and their voices, their truth doesn't matter. It's as if there's kind of their whole soul is crying out, see me, I am here, I'm important, I matter. And as soon as I said those words, it's like, "Uh uh-oh. I realized, oh my God, how many times have I done the same thing? How many times have I spoken to another, have been with people, um, and in my own way, trying to get them to really see me, to really appreciate me, to really understand my truth and what it is that I'm trying to bring to validate me. How many times have I done it? And in the moment I made, it was an instantaneous, and you know when you have those moments, something is going on, it's like a sudden realization, hit in the head. It has nothing to do with them. It wasn't about them. They were the manifestation, if you will, the outward experience of something in me that obviously I needed to be looking at. It was a very extreme way of getting my attention because let me tell you, they had my attention. <laughs> they had it. And, but it was a way of showing me the work that I still had to do within myself to heal those energies within me. It was a very, um, it was a very powerful moment. It was a very powerful realization um, and a very humbling one. Because as much as you think you're doing the work, and I am doing the work, I'm like one of you, any one of you here, you know, I still have my own stuff that I'm having to work through. And there are moments when it comes to you to say, this, focus on this. There is no, some, there's no something different that they are doing. They are just the opportunity for you to look inwards and continue with great love towards the self great appreciation for who you are and your journey to just pay attention to this and give this old program, these ideas, the love and the appreciation that they need to. So there is no such thing as somebody who is separate for you, from you. There is no such thing as somebody who is, you're not, you're not connected. 
the sole purpose, S-O-L-E, soul, and S-O-U-L, purpose, the sole purpose for which we are here is to be in touch with, to see all of these personal traumas, to see all the pains, all of our own personal sorrows, so that we may, with great love, transform them into personal healing, into personal peace, into personal wisdom. Because when I do this work for myself, I am doing it for another. And this is not just a simple, beautiful concept. It is at the level of energy. It is we are all energy vibrating at different rates. When I am able to transform that energy within me and liberate that, I am also liberating it for another. This is how we're also connected. That's the connection that I have with another. And I am most definitely connected to the divine. I would also say that my connection to divinity and being in communion with divinity is the first step towards being in unity with everybody else. Why? Because when I begin to appreciate that I am a beloved child of the divine, when I know that to be an unequivocal truth, then I can also see that that truth exists for every one of God's children. We are all the same. That is how we are all the same. When we are able to know this beyond any shadow of a doubt, then the separation that exists between minds and heart disappears. There is no longer any separation here. When there is no separation here in ourselves, there is no separation outwards. We understand that there is only unity. There is only oneness. There is only community. Thank you so much.